A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. After an excellent growing season, Wisconsin potatoes are doing well in storage. Since the state is a year-round producer of potatoes, the spuds harvested this fall will have to last through the summer. Thomas Houlihan is the director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association. He tells me more about what the association is thinking about into the new year in terms of policy, environmental initiatives, and the market. First, he tells me about the quality of this year's crop and how supply will look until the next harvest. So far, so good. I mean, it's a long storage season. Wisconsin is now a year-round supplier of potatoes, and so we harvest most of them in September and October, and then we're going to need to store them all the way into next summer, even into July. And so for now, we've seen no issues. We had a late blight-free growing season, which is huge, Um, and so the disease pressure was very low. Um, It was a drier year than usual with some timely rainfalls. But I guess to answer your question, uh, it looks like the crop will store extremely well this year. We've heard no meltdowns in storage to date. Well, and the reason I asked is just because it was such a warm fall, but it sounds like temps cooled down by the time those got into storage. Yeah, we actually had an ideal harvest season. There were a few days in early September that were very warm, and I think the growers have learned from recent years that you just can't harvest when the potatoes are pulping over 70 degrees and even when the air temperature is over 70 you really don't want to harvest those potatoes they don't do well in storage and so our growers waited about a week that first week of september was really warm and so they just waited they were a little behind but then from about the 7th or 8th of september until mid to late october we had really good conditions there were a couple of days where some of the growers shut down when it got into the high 60s but they, they've learned that, that there's a long enough window that they don't have to harvest when it's above 70 degrees. And so the crop uh, really enjoyed good harvest weather this year. Do you feel confident in the quality of this year's crop, the quantity, and that supply that will then have to last through um, the harvest of next year? Well, Wisconsin's crop was about average. And so I do feel confident that our shippers will dole them out accordingly throughout the course of the growing season or the whole year. Um, There were some shortages, however, out west, and there may be a supply shortage as we get into the spring, but that's driven by the national potato supply. I think our Wisconsin growers were very happy with the quality that they got. And again, it wasn't a bumper crop in terms of yield, but it was a solid average about 425 hundredweight per acre. And so our growers and shippers are very confident that they'll have the yield and quality that they expected. Um, You may see a little bit of a supply shortage as we get into May and June and even into the summer months. But again, that's driven by the, the huge supplies out west. Does that mean that we'll also see prices up? Will producers see prices up for their potatoes and will consumers see a higher price at the grocery store? I think so, and I think that's more driven just from overall inflation and the cost of production increases that we've seen 
fertilizer prices are through the roof. Equipment, it's, it's hard to find, and when you do find it, it's extremely high priced. I heard there are growers who just can't even find a new tractor if they wanted to buy one. And, and that's just one of the basic you know, supplies. When you get into the specialized equipment, like planters and harvesters, they're incredibly expensive. And so I do think the prices are going to be a little higher than folks are used to. Um, but it, it's not so much driven by a supply shortage as it is just the overall inflation and cost of production increases. Let's talk potato demand both domestically and, in, and internationally. Potato demand is really strong and that will drive some prices up as we get into the spring and summer when there is a shortage of potatoes. That's when you'll see significant price increases based on demand. Um, potatoes are America's favorite vegetable. I mean people love them and it's amazing, you know, the, the number one snack food purchased in stores are potato chips. The number one side dish at restaurants are french fries. The number one uh, item sold in the produce department are bags of potatoes. And so it's just such a popular vegetable. And, and you talk about overseas and some of the, the export, we continue to see that increasing. Um, the, the processing companies have built new factories, they're expanding, they're seeing really strong demand for french fries uh, worldwide, and so you know the potato industry is in a pretty good spot from that perspective. Is there an ability to increase acres in Wisconsin to meet uh, increased demand? I think so. Not a tremendous amount. Back in the late 80s, Wisconsin typically grew about 80,000 acres of potatoes, and now we're closer to 60 to 65,000 acres. So we've seen a little bit of shrinkage there, but I think that land is still there. I think growers have rotated it to the peas, the beans, the sweet corn, and, and even some soybean and field corn. But I think we will see the ability to increase on potato acres, certainly if the price is right and the growers see a, you know, a good profit in doing so. I want to talk about some of those other specialty uh, processing crops. You mentioned the, the peas, the beans, the sweet corn, even I'll throw carrots in there as well. What's been the sentiment from growers on this year's crop and yet storage for some of those as well and processing? Mm -hmm. Again, similar story to potatoes in that it was just a good average year. You know, it seems like every year I could talk about either tremendous insect pressure or we had a disease pressure or we had too much rain or it was too hot. This year, everything was kind of normal. It was really unusual. It's kind of funny in that respect, but we had a good average normal year. And I tried pulling it out of the growers when we go to meetings, you know, well, how are the year yield? And they're like, it's about exactly where we expected it to be. We didn't have bumper yields. We didn't have low yields. And that's true with peas, beans, sweet corn. I think we had a really good carrot crop this year. And I also heard similar uh, sentiment about the onion crop, that the onions did very well. And so a couple of them, uh, and maybe you'll see... Uh, a lot more carrots and onions in the grocery store, I don't know. But um, everything else was just a good average crop. What wasn't normal this year uh, were the things that happen, you know, when it's time to deliver things off the farm. Transportation logistics, other supply chain challenges. Can you walk me through what's still a problem for Wisconsin potato and vegetable growers? The cost of shipping potatoes has just risen tremendously in the last few years. I've heard growers say it costs more per hundredweight to ship the potatoes to some of the markets than it does, you know, just to grow them. And so trucking and transportation is, is a huge issue and kind of a problem. Supply chain, yes, it's a problem. The growers are trying to lock in their fertilizer. And as I mentioned earlier, it's hard to find equipment 
growers are trying to find a tractor and, and they're just hard to come by, let alone the prices through the roof. I think the other major challenge that we didn't talk about is just labor. Um, we're seeing a more and more uh, H-2A workers that the farms need to employ. We would like to see some immigration reform to make it easier for our farms to find the labor that they need. Any other kind of policy that you're looking to Washington, D.C., or even the state capitol into looking at just to make it easier or more profitable or more sustainable to farm in Wisconsin? Well, one of the things that is really good is the increase in the producer-led watershed protection grants. Our industry has taken advantage of those, and, and it's not so much... They, they need the grant money. It's just they want to be recognized for voluntarily doing the practices that are needed in order to prevent nitrates from getting in the groundwater or prevent some of the phosphorus runoff that happens. And so that's been a good thing is getting grants for the producer-led programs. We just recently saw that there are grants available for a nitrogen optimization pilot program. And so that will also be a really good program, again, to fine-tune our nutrient management programs and just allow us to experiment with the help of the University of Wisconsin on what are the varieties that use the least amount of nitrogen or what are some ways we can use our existing varieties um, with lower nitrogen input and still get the yield and quality that we need. And so those grants will go a long way toward working toward that solution. Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers, the association has really made leaps and bounds in environmental research, voluntary on-farm practices. I want to ask, though, you know, through all this, this work, what are the benefits to the growers? Well, we've always enjoyed a really close working relationship with the University of Wisconsin and their research team. And I think one of the benefits is that one-on-one -on -one relationship with a researcher. Those folks in Madison are very receptive to a grower calling him up, inviting him to his farm, and saying, can you help me with this problem? And so one of the things we've learned over time in, in running some of these grant programs and working with the UW on research is that we really get good help from experts in the field no pun intended, but I mean the, the Amanda Gevins, the Russ Groves, the Jed Cahoons, the Matt Ruarks, they will come to our farms and they will help a grower figure out, okay, yeah, this, this isn't late blight, this is early blight, or this is common scab, or whatever the issue might be, and it really helps the grower do a better job of growing their, their crops. And so that's been one huge benefit is just that one-on-one -on -one relationship with the research team. And I go to a lot of national potato meetings, and that's very unique. A lot of the other growers in other regions, they say our scientists would never come to our farm. They'd, you know, they might take a phone call, but they just aren't as hands-on in helping the farmers with their issues. And so that's been one huge benefit. Looking ahead into 2023, um, what are you optimistic about? What should growers keep in mind, you know, whether it's from an input standpoint or a policy standpoint, heading into a new year? Well, I think we have a very progressive group of growers in our potato industry in Wisconsin. And our guys are always looking at the latest, greatest technology. They're always wanting to do better. They always want to improve. It's like a continuous improvement theme. And I think we've seen it happen. And I think we're going to continue to see it happen. I think we're ideally positioned with water resources and with the land and with our progressive group of farmers. Our infrastructure is all there. I mean, we've got a very solid industry 
country in Wisconsin for potatoes and vegetables. I mean, we are number two in the nation when you combine all the vegetable production and, and value. Uh, we trail only California in the production of major vegetables. And so I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. That's Tamis Houlihan, the director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association, giving us an outlook on the supply and demand situation for Wisconsin potatoes into the next year. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.